Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 15 of the Post Game Overtime Podcast. I'm Brandon, and as always, I'm joined by Will the Thrill. Uh, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing just peachy. How are we, how we, how we feeling today? Feeling pretty good. Right on. We, we got a big episode, a special episode. We have our NHL preview. Is that correct? We sure do, yep. NHL season technically officially started today. Uh, we had those games over in uh, Prague, which um, we'll, we will cover that game that happened today um, later on. It already um, happened, though? Yeah, yeah, it was at uh, noon. Oh, cause, God, the results. Yeah, the, because of the massive time difference. Um, yeah. yeah we got a very special episode. And, though, um, and did the Russian... Of... Sorry, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, we got lots of uh, predictions, a little preview on the upcoming season, and, you know, a lot of predictions that will probably come back to haunt us, but uh, we still have fun doing it. Well, and I think that's most of the fun, is the soon-to-be-haunting predictions. Exactly. Um, Real quick, uh, I think we talked about this last week. Did the um, did the Russians end up getting to play? Yeah, yeah. So they they, they were did. cleared. They were cleared to play. Um, the funny thing is, actually, after that whole thing where San Jose's GM Mike Greer said, if uh, the Russian players aren't allowed to go, then like we're we're not going. We either all go as a team or we don't go. Um, neither of San Jose's two. Russian players actually went with the team over there, though. They are uh, uh, Kanizhov and Barabanov um, are both actually injured. <laughs> so they, they didn't even, even get to the end anyways. So. I, I think it would have been really funny if, um, if, if the Sharks were like, yeah, if, if our Russians aren't going, the whole team isn't going, and then they just still didn't go because they were injured. Like, you know, we stick with our guns here. Yeah. <laughs> if our Russians aren't making the trip, even though it's because of a sore foot, we're not going as a team. I, yeah. I think it would have also been funny if instead of that, um, when, when, when he said uh, either we all go or none of us go, if Prague responded with, perfect, send us a better team. Yeah. Like the Sharks yeah. GM is like, if our Russian players aren't going... The whole Sharks organization won't go, and Prague just responds with, "Awesome, we'll like, we'll take the Bruins, please." Which actually, which is exactly what I was about to say. Um, looking af- after watching that game, the two best teams to um, to have played that would have been Boston and San Jose. That would have well, been that would have been the perfect matchup to have over there because. Um, Boston has David Krejci on the roster and um, David okay. Pasternak, who are both yep. um, che- like from the Czech Republic. And then San sense. Jose has um, Hurdle, who's from the Czech Republic. And um, and you can just tell how much those players mean to that that country. Like, and they're and they're a big inspiration. To all those kids, you know, growing up playing hockey and wanting to go to the NHL, like those. Those guys are are their idols. Like they're like to us, like it's Sidney Crosby, Wayne Gretzky. Like to them, their idols are Pasternak, Hurdle, even Yager back in the day. Uh, I, I I think it's very funny. Yeah, I I, I I was just gonna say those are some great Kretchy and uh, Pasta are are two pretty damn good uh, 
good, yeah. good role models. And it was interesting because, um, so spoiler alert, uh, San Jose did end up losing that game four to one, but um, San Jose's only goal came in the first period, and it was actually Hurdle who who scored that goal, and that place was loud. Yeah, and not only loud, but it was scored in the first period, and um, so behind Nashville's net, there's just like a sea of of yellow uh, Nashville jerseys, and all of them were were even cheering um, for the goal just because everyone in that country is is so in love with with their homegrown players that have have gone on to make it to the NHL. So that was honestly a really cool moment to see. Like it didn't even matter that it was the opposing team that scored just. The fact that it was a player that everyone looks up to was the one that scored it. It made for a really cool moment, I thought. Yeah, that, that, that is really cool. And that's, um, I think that is the exact reason why they do these international games, right? It's, it, is for, it is to grow the sport, but you're, you're not sending, well, maybe they would, I guess the NFL does play in England. But I was going to say, you're not going to send it to a country without any NHLers from there, right? Exactly. Like, like the, the, the NHL wasn't going to do a game series, and, and hopefully they do one, one day down the road, but for, for the sake of a point, they weren't going to do this series in Zimbabwe. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Or like they, they're going to pick like. one of those Slavic countries, one of those Czech countries that, that has usually a decent Olympic team, but not a top. Like, you, you wouldn't do it in Russia because they have the KHL. Like, you're, you're not going to go to a country that has an equally as good yeah, uh, double IHF team. You're gonna go to a country that has a good but emerging dot. Like I, I, I wonder if we see him. Um, so it's, it's potentially in Switzerland. Okay. I was gonna say, was gonna it's say pretty much like Czech Republic, Switzerland, Germany, and actually now Slovakia. I think those are kind of the four that that make the most sense. Yeah. Well, and I think um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe just to me, but I think. Following kind of that that viral uh, success of the Swiss coach and the Swiss junior team getting, I think, bronze last year, right, or two years ago. Yeah. Um, like like clearly that that country has shown they went from the the worst in the division, or like they like I remember the coach ones lined out their stories like one year we don't make the tournament, next year we make it, come in last, third year yeah. we make it, come in second last. Now we win bronze. It's like. They've they've shown this this clear progression. So I wonder in those emerging countries is you know that that that's where you're gonna want it, right? Yeah, and even with um, San Jose Nashville, Switzerland would have made a lot of sense because you've got um, Niederreiter on Nashville and yep. Timo Meyer on San Jose, and those are the the two highest um, positionally like drafted players in the NHL. Um, Niederreiter went fifth one year and then Meyer went ninth and then Nashville also has Roman Yossi who is mm. the best um Swiss hockey player that we've ever seen I yeah. should have won the Norris last year but everyone sucks off Kel McCarr for some reason um but so it, it, yeah, again it would have made sense you know you could have done those two teams in Switzerland as well and uh, yeah, no, for sure. And I, I don't, I don't have a map in front of me. But, but as we know, and I don't know if the war has affected this, travel's a lot easier in in that part of Europe. Yeah, like you can get on trains. You could have. Uh, again, I'm not looking at that map. 
but but potentially you could have had Swiss fans or German fans making that trip. Like if you're if you live in Ireland and the NFL is coming to England, you're going to England for that day because hey, it's not that far of a journey. It's not that like a lot of those countries too. You can and again, I'm I'm sure the wars changed a lot of this, but but a lot of those countries you can get in and out with your with your passports. You don't have to apply for visas, shit like that. Like it's not like hell. Even if we wanted to go to America, we would have to apply for our tourism visa, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, no, I think being Canadians were good. Well, I wasn't. Um, but that's a different story. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I just think I, I would love to... I guess the point I was trying to make is I'd love to see the makeup of what that audience was. If it was, like, if it was packed with just a local prog audience or if you had kind of every NHL fan in a seven-country radius going, this is my opportunity. This is yeah. my chance. I'm never, I'm never going to see an NHL game for at least this year, at least. Or it even brings up the question for, for future, because because they have done this before, but obviously couldn't last couple years, um, yeah, due to the the pandemic and whatnot. But it, it'd be it'll be interesting down the line to see because these games have proven to be very successful over there, mm-hmm. and in the future you could even do the option of having whatever team a and b playing their game in in switzerland but then you could also have like team c and d do do something in germany like you can have more than just two teams go over that you you could expand a bit more um and kind of you know because it is about growing the game more globally so if they can take advantage of it and it, it and they can make it work and where it's effective i mean like it, they could really run run with it, and it, it could be very effective in future years. Yeah. Well, I kind of almost even to your point, though. I wonder if you do something where it's like you have team A, B, C, D, uh, team C and D play in Germany, team A and B play in Switzerland, then team A and C play in Prague, and team B and D play in Sweden. Like you could almost you yeah. bring four teams, you could do a four game. Or uh, a four-game series out there, or five games, you know, whatever. Like yeah, you could, honestly, you could yeah. make games. Because then every country kind of gets a little taste of each team and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. You, you travel it a little bit. Um, so real quick, just I'm gonna sidetrack us a bit before we uh, jump right on to oh, our NHL I just, preview. Can I just make one more, one more point quickly. Oh, 100. Yeah. I also really in, enjoy these kind of um things because I think it's something that's really good for. Um, you know, Nat- Nashville's kind of still got the this same core they've had for the last couple years, but a team like San Jose, where they've got a lot of new players this year and a lot of young guys, it's such a great way to start off the season because they're spending an, an entire week over there in Europe, and it's just such a great way. Especially, um, they've got like pretty much a brand new front office, a new coach, new GM. It's just such a great way for the team to to come together and you know, um. It's just a good bonding experience to kind of get everyone comfortable and just create a good um, like team identity right off the start of the season. Whereas opposed to if they start the season in San Jose, it's, you know, you go to the rink, do your shit and whatnot. And then after it's you go back home to your families and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, as we've as we've learned from Tom Brady, sports players hate their families. <laughs> and not wrong. I think. I, I wonder if the NHL wants to just look in, you know, we do the league in Germany for a year, 
none of the players have to talk to their wife for at least six months. Yeah. Right. We know Tom Brady would approve. Risked a whole nother year of CT just to not talk to his wife. Who should I should add is a very nice person. <laughs> Antonio Brown. I, I just, so. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. <laughs> okay. We're not going in on this, but I, I gotta I gotta bring up one thing. Um you know, two football things before we go back. Number one, um, I can't take credit for this. This is a tweet from Tank Sinatra or George Resch. Um, he's a online comedian of sorts, right? Oh, probably. I, I like I've seen him. He has like three million um Tank Sinatra. He's like uh he's like a meme account. He's almost as big as us. Yeah, but he okay. but he's like he's branded himself now, I think. Um but he he tweeted this out, and I just I got to give him credit. He goes breaking. Very straight white dudes are more excited that Tom Brady will be fully focused on football than they are that Giselle will be single. And I think not only is that true, but like no shit. If I'm some fat piece of shit from Boston. <laughs> Who's got a fucking lobster roll spilling all over my Edelman jersey? And I'm waiting to go down to the Green Monster and see a game. Like, I'm from Boston. Chances are I'm racist. Like, it's just, and I can say that they have that reputation. But, like, if I'm some piece of shit from Boston, I'm, I'm not going, oh man, Giselle single, bro. I'm totally going to hit that, dog. Let me just take her down to Boston Market or maybe Panera. Or maybe I'll take her on the date to Dunkin' Donuts. Like, no. They're going to care more about Tom Brady because half of them have begged their girlfriend or significant other to let them have sex while wearing their Tom Brady jersey. Never once have they said, could you please pretend to be Giselle? Could you put our whole family on a healthy diet? No, they say, let me put on my Tom Brady jersey and yell 28 to 3 as I'm coming. (laughs) Shit. That's that's what we're because like, I'll be honest, I'm like a diehard. Yeah, I'm a Patriots fan. That's what I'm concerned about. And I have asked women before if I can wear my Brady jersey during sex. And do you know what they asked me? Which one? Because I have like three. They're like, are you gonna wear your Buccaneers Brady jersey? Are you gonna yell out some Mike Evans references? Or are you gonna wear your Tom Brady Super Bowl Fifty One jersey where you yell twenty eight to three as you not? Like, it, it brings a different plane to it. So, yeah, to address that tweet. Well, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, no. But I, I, oh. I, I don't blame any guy for, for giving a shit more about Tom Brady yeah, no, than they do. Absolutely Because also, like, Giselle is so astronomically out of everyone's league. Like, if you're, yeah. if you're a football fan, you don't have a chance with her. If you're a football team owner, maybe. But if you're just a fan, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, no fucking shot. Now, actually, I'm going to bring up... That was my first NFL thing. I said I had two. I'm adding a third. Here's my second NFL thing. Yep. Does... Does Giselle pull... um? Does she pull? Let me look up. Make sure I got the right one here. Maybe I got. I got to make sure I have the right female here. Um. Yep. 
Okay. Does Olivia does Giselle Bunchen pull the Olivia Kelpo? Um, okay. I, I if don't you're know. not sure who Olivia Culpo is, let's yeah. talk about it. Um. Okay. Oh, what? Okay, come on, come on. The, this this article's not giving me all the details because she's been through like four major NFL players. She started with Tebow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is this one that's with McCaffrey now? Yeah. Then went yeah. to Amendola. And yeah. I want to say it was even with Edelman. Like, I think she did the Boston duo for a week. Boston Marathon? No, no, that's right. She was with Ryan Lochte, the Olympic swimmer. Oh, fuck yeah. Tim Tebow, Danny Amendola, um, and now Christian McCaffrey. Okay, it's so only three NFLers. But do you think she just, like, do you think she goes from Brady to... Okay, well, actually, if, we, if we're following the Olivia Culpo um, archetype here, she went QB, wide receiver, running back. So we already know Giselle's going to Antonio Brown next. That's the wide receiver. Right? Yeah. So, so what running back? Uh, will Giselle Bunch and Mary? I think that's the next question. If we're following which, the Olivia Culpo model, which running back? Ooh. May I give my prediction? Yeah. Christian McCaffrey pulls a big dog move, dumps Olivia Culpo, shacks up with Giselle. That's my prediction. If anyone was to do it, it would be CMC. If it anyone was to pull it off, big dick Royds McGee, Christian McCaffrey. Allegedly, Royds McGee. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Do not sue this podcast for defamation. Allegedly. Um, you know what? It, it, it could very well happen. Uh, he he sent us a cease and desist for defamation? No, no I, think, I think we're in the clear. I don't, I don't think it's defamation. Because it's allegedly... We're not saying we think he does steroids. We're saying we know he does steroids. I'm kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> Gotta be very careful not to get sued. All right. So the last NFL thing, um, and uh, and 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 let me just say, okay, actually, sorry, real quick. Does Tom Brady go for Olivia Culpo? <laughs> Fuck. Because. If you look at her track record, like she dated Tebow when he got in the league. He was the big guy. Like it's not like she dated double A baseball player Tim Tebow. Like she dated Tim Tebow fresh off of him with Urban Meyer. Yeah. So Always that was comes good. Back to Urban Meyer. Oh, he comes back to Urban. Um that you know, that should be a, a a a game we play on this podcast is whatever we talk about, how many degrees of separation is it from Urban Meyer? This one's right close to home. Yeah. And so so after Tebow, she goes to Amendola. But she goes to Amendola, not when he was getting cut from, like, the Lions or the Dolphins, when he was, like, playoff Danny in, uh, in, in New England. And then, actually, she, he moves. He trades teams. He switches team to a less-valued market team, and she dumps his ass for the number one draft pick running back. So now that, like, undeniably... Because, you know, Patrick Scott, Brittany. Um, is Russ still with Sierra? Yeah. I think Aaron's with Danica Patrick, right? 
something like that. So, so right now, I think you could make an argument that Tom Brady is the biggest name bachelor in the NFL. Yeah. And good old Olivia. Well, obviously, yeah. She's got a thing for the high contract bachelors. That she does. And when they go to a lower market team, <laughs> get the fuck out. Tim Tebow said, baby, I'm thinking of switching to tight end and her bags were He was done. He was out of there. Um, all right. So my last my last little thing on NFL. Before we go back to our NHL preview. Yep. Is holy shit did our PGO parlay flop last week? Oh fuck. Let's go through this bet for bet. We did four bets of them, only one of them hit. And that was the under for the Rams 49ers. We got that one. Count it, baby. Let's talk about the ones we missed, though. Oh, yeah. There's a Tampa Bay, there. I'm going to be honest, Tampa Bay, we even admitted on the podcast that was a pick We thought we, that, that was with our allegiance. That one lost, but, but none of us really, neither of us were passionate. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the passion games that we fucked up. So I'll start with me, and then I'll let you go after yourself. Um, <laughs> so I talked big game, saying uh, saying our Bills Ravens. I, I went through past weeks. I said, look at weeks one to three. I I did my research. I I presented my arguments. I presented my supporting evidence. And holy shit, was I wrong! I was wrong, wrong, wrong. I'm so wrong. Yeah. yeah. I'm so bad at sports betting. And now, Brandon, how are you wrong? I don't, I don't know if we need to, to, to discuss that, you know? No. I, um, I mean, I, we, we weren't, we were close, to be fair, with this one. But, because we had the, the Jaguars covering the six and a half. Spread. Yeah, which. Yeah, you know, I mean, actually, was, right. It was close. But That's closer I was, than I give you. I wanted. For. I wanted to go straight up on them. Um, yeah, you were talking was, money. Line. Was You're so like, confident. we don't need the handicap. We don't need the spread. Go money line. And you know, what? I mean, they were up fourteen, nothing after the first quarter, and then they they give up twenty points in the the second quarter. Like they just completely fell apart. And I was, I, I remember texting you. I was so confident. I was like, look at this, fourteen nothing. Like, never I, doubt I me. And even... then, yeah, and then it just the wheels fucking fell off the wagon and then um so it was close to covering the spread but i i want to just take them straight up so yeah. it was a tough a tough l to take on that, that one was indeed a tough l do we have another england game this week um because giants packers are playing at 6 30 a.m yes yeah 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 they uh, they do where yeah. are they playing where are they playing Oh, in London again. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's just again, uh, just another London game. Lame. Uh, but yeah, no. So, so we we just wanted to call ourselves out a little bit, and uh, and we're gonna try and hit you guys here. with uh, yeah. Before we make our predictions, we wanted to tell you how bad we are at making predictions. Yeah. Like we we couldn't even land a parlay for one week. Let's predict for a whole season. You bet. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And, and, and oh, oh, every fucking one of them. 
Um, so I think do we want to just let, let let's start broad basic. Who is your Stanley Cup finals looking like? So who's who's coming out of the East? Who's coming out of the West? Fuck. I. Oh, and that's that's so tough. Because like the the obvious choices, I think, is saying that it's it's going to be a repeat of this past season, and it's going to be Tampa Bay and Colorado again. But I, I really hope it's not Tampa for a fourth year in a row. I, and that's the thing is I, I think Tampa Bay has what it takes to get back there with Colorado. I don't think so, just because they did lose their goalie Darcy Kemper, and their starting goalie going this season Georgiev that they got from the Rangers has has never been a starter in the league. He's he's been a career backup goalie for many years, and this is his his opportunity now in recent years Colorado does have a history of taking goalies and then turning them in in or not really turning them into superstars but they look like superstars they did it with uh Darcy Kemper and um previously with Philip Grubauer um but like fuck if i was to make a prediction my Stanley Cup final this is this is bold actually now that I'm looking at it. It's I think it's gonna be the Carolina Hurricanes coming out of the East. And out of the West. Fuck it. Give me the Minnesota Wild. Ooh. Should we be writing these down? Let me get a pen. I see I, I and even even last year, I in my bracket challenge, I had Minnesota going to the cup final, you know, they finally got a, a real starting goalie with Marc-Andre Fleury. They got that superstar in Kaprizov. And they're a like they're they're a quick team, but they're also a big heavy team. Like they can hit and wear it on other teams, they can fight when needed, and they've got those superstars that, that can score for them. All right. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Carolina, Minnesota. Yep. Now what are your uh what what are you, what are you thinking here? I'm just writing that down. Um, all right, so I'm on I'm on the NHL hockey website. Yep. Um, and and I'm looking at the standings now. Some people might say, "But will the season hasn't started yet? They're just in alphabetical order." But Tampa's seventh place in the Atlantic Division, and that's not a great place. It's a tough place to be. I'm so stupid. I, I, I was trying to bit there, and that was just a bad joke. Um, I, 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 maybe this will flex my lack of knowledge. Part of me wants to say Edmonton. I, I hear every year, oh, next year's Edmonton's year. Oh, next you know, year's you know the funny year. thing is this I was contemplating year. between Minnesota and Edmonton. All right. You know, okay, I, so then I dislike Edmonton so much I couldn't bring myself to pick them because uh, you know, same as Toronto, they always find a way to fuck it up. Well, and they always find a way to get the opportunities and fuck them up. They've like over yeah. the I don't know the the NHL rigged it to give them first rounders, but so you're not crazy um, to to pick them at all. 
Well, I'm not crazy to pick them, but but especially because you were on the cusp between them and Minnesota, just for the sake of joy, I'm going Edmonton. That's my that's my team out of the West. That is that is a solid pick. And actually, you know what? Do you know what my second pick was going to be? Never mind. I think. All right, I got my team out of the East, and the I'll be honest. I'm basing this off of. They have the best preseason odds to win the cup. Okay. Would you like to care who? No, they don't. Why did this come? Why did this website lie to me? They're just like these guys have the best odds. They absolutely don't have the best odds. What the hell? Um, all right. You know what? They they have the second best odds. I'm gonna out of my team out of the West. This is my bold prediction. And holy fuck, will this be wrong, Brandon? Hear it. Oilers, Leafs. Fuck. Wow. Edmonton, Toronto, baby. That Two would, Canadians team. That would just like doubt the hockey community would like it. It would be insane if those two teams were in in the final because like not only have they struggled for many years, both teams like fuck. There's no active player in the league that has lost a playoff series to the Leafs. First of all, but then you'd also have arguably. I mean. Obviously, McDavid's the number one player in the league, but you could argue Austin Matthews is the second best player in the league. And having those two go head to head in the finals, like that would be that would be incredible to watch. And and you could argue as as far as Canadian teams go, especially that's probably two of your biggest markets. Yeah, I would say. Like, like I know Edmonton like, you're never gonna get like a a Montreal. Toronto, mm-hmm. um, fine. Like that, that just can't happen. Um, yeah, and so and yeah, Edmonton and Toronto. Edmonton Toronto is the biggest Canadian matchup you could get. Well, and and I was gonna say, I I get even maybe Vancouver population wise might be a bigger market than Edmonton, but if you want to look at the diehard fan bases in Canada, I think you gotta put like if you gotta pick three, I I think Edmonton's gotta be top three, don't you? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's tough when you're only like, you know, you... picking from seven teams. Yeah, I know uh, there's not many to pick from, but but maybe that makes it easier. Like, I don't think Ottawa has a more fanatic fan base than Edmonton. No. I don't think Vancouver has a more fanatic fan base. Like, even Vancouver hates their own team sometimes. No. And, 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 think... and that's the tough part, is it's very clearly Montreal and Toronto are, are one and two. two. Toronto, arguably... I would say them and the Rangers have the most toxic fan base. Yeah. But you you can't like um look away from the passion that's within that fan base. And then yeah, and then you've got Winnipeg, Calgary and Edmonton. And that's and and that's the tough part is because you look at Winnipeg who was there, you know, ages ago, they lost the franchise, it went off to Arizona, but then they there was enough um, drive there and desire for a team that Atlanta ended up relocating to Winnipeg, and that market mm-hmm. has been booming ever since. And it's Winnipeg's never going to lose that team now. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Calgary's got an incredible fan base as well. They do. And it's it's tough. Yeah. I I would I, say I Edmonton agree. though, just yeah, based well, on the history of the Oilers as well. Exactly. I think and that I think... that has to play a big part in it. 
Yeah, and I, I think with the Flames, and, and we've had our close years, right? The Flames made it in 04, but the Oilers made it in 06 to the Cup. Both teams lost. Yep. Um, I think I, I think something that really comes into it is, I, 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 don't, I don't know, maybe this is just my, my feeling, but I sometimes get the sense with Flames fans that we haven't given up on our team, but it's kind of like we, we don't, we, we hope they make it to the playoffs, but we know they probably won't win the Cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think Flames, and for the last forever, as long as I can remember, it's always kind of felt like we've had that. We'll make it to the first round of the playoffs, but even even when we make it to the second round, everyone's still like, ah, eh, we won't make it to the cup. Like, it's just, it, it never feels like we have that conviction in our team, whereas Oilers fans, it's like every year they go, no, 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 I think this could be our year. And they start going, well, we got this guy and this... So no, I just and then I was um I was covering the the Flames Oilers games last season, and I'll be honest, I was I was in Calgary down on Seventeenth. They they call it the Red Mile. It's where all these Flames fans go, and I saw a lot of Oilers jerseys. And I and I wonder the times I've been like I live in Calgary. I see a lot of Oilers fans in Calgary. The times I've gone to Edmonton, you never see a Flames fan. They're only Oilers fans. And then you go to Red Deer, like halfway between the two cities. 90% of the times, it's all Oilers fans. Yeah. I will so I would, say, though, I would probably put Calgary in three on that over Edmonton if Edmonton didn't get Connor McDavid, though. Okay. Yeah. Which, which yeah. I think is fair to assume. I think it's the same as I don't think Pittsburgh's, you know, fan base would be as driven and diehard as it is today if they didn't have Sidney Crosby. And let me take you one step further. I think Oilers fan base would not be what it is today if they didn't have Wayne Gretzky. 100%. 100%. Because I think, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I see this with people, like, I'm younger, I see this with people my age, like, um, an ex. She, she wasn't a hockey fan, but her dad grew up, not even in Edmonton, but just in the Gretzky era. And, if, and I think he lived in Saskatchewan, they didn't have a team, so you had to pick a team, right? You could have picked Winnipeg, Calgary, or Edmonton, those were your closest teams. Well... Yep. Uh, Edmonton has the great one. You know what I mean? He has 99. Yeah. So, so that's who you're going to cheer for. You become the fanatic. Like, almost, I think, the same way you're... Eh, actually, no. Maybe they got hated out of that because they then be, got labeled the evil empire. But I was almost going to say, I think you're going to see 20 years down the road a bunch of Patriots fans because their moms and dads were, were got into football for Tom Brady or, or became exactly. Tom Brady fans. And then just pass out, even if they don't live in New England. And I think, like, even if you go to Saskatchewan, if you have these older guys that grew up in that Gretzky era, well, their kids are going to all be Oilers fans. Just because yeah. they, they sought for that heyday. And I think that is, you know, you know yeah, Calgary had Laney McDonald. Yeah. I just compared Laney McDonald to Wayne Gretzky. I love Laney. He's an amazing player, but let's be honest. But, like, they, they only, well, they only got that one cup. So I think... Yeah. I, I think not only, like, I think McDavid for sure, but I also think Grexy. Like, you have that legacy yeah. fan base. Um, and I think, again, you have that in a place like Toronto. Like, that's where I think Vancouver struggles. They don't have that legacy fan base because they're such a new team. Yeah. You look at someone like Toronto, and, you know, I, I know this can be said for all the original six teams. They have that legacy fan base. And then I think you look at a team like um, Edmonton, because they had such those heyday years, 
that's how they got their legacy fan base. I, I think if they didn't have that, they wouldn't have had that legacy fan base. They would be the same as Calgary. They'd have their local fan base. They'd have whatever, whatever, whatever. But because of that such dominating run, what was it, in the 80s, 70s, 80s? Uh, 90s? 80s, 80s, 80s. Yeah. Um, I think you have that. Because, you know, if you were, you were 10, growing up to watch Wayne Gretchen, now you're 40, 50. Um, yeah, your kid's going to be an Oilers fan. Yeah, and now your kid gets to, to grow up cheering for McDavid the same way that, you know, their parents grew up cheering for Gretzky. Like, it's a, yeah. it's just a, it's a new, new thing. Well, and, and, and if you want to make a little bit of a connection, you could, and I don't know if they had the same legacy fan base, but you'd kind of give the same nod to Pittsburgh with uh, Lemieux to Crosby. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I you would, had a dad who's a diehard Lemieux fan, kid comes up, he goes, hey, look at the Canadian Mario Lemieux. Um, but yeah, no, so I, um, I think though, those, that's my prediction. I know it's a bold one and I'm probably going to eat my fucking words, but there's, I don't know. There's a little bit of me that just goes like, like everyone talks about how the last three, four seasons in the NFL, like it's, it's been like a soap opera with this team going to this location or this player going to that team and, and winning it with a new team. Like there's so much. Like, I think you look in the NBA, there's drama that takes away from the game. Yeah. I think if you look in the NFL, there's drama that adds to the game. Yeah. I think if you look in the NHL, there's no fucking drama. Yeah, not, not, no, it's, nowhere near as much. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of fucking frat boys that, that got skates and were good enough to make the league. And that brings up our next co- topic, the cocaine issue in the NHL. Oh, fuck. No, we, um, we can... Uh, but yeah, no, so I was... I, uh, I that... think and I, NHL needs that drama. We need two Canadian teams. We need a storyline this year. Nope, that that would be is what this league like, needs. If we have yeah. Tampa in there for a fourth fucking year, a Florida team playing the ice sport... No! All right? Um, something to, to kind of just add on to the whole topic of just, you know, with, with Gretzky, um, McDavid, yeah. Lemieux, Crosby and whatnot. This year is very interesting because not only, you know, is it like, do, is everyone wanting to see who wins the cup at the end of the day, but it's also who ends up with the first overall pick because the team with the first overall pick is obviously going to take, um, the, the future superstar of the league, kind of the next Connor McDavid entering the league in Connor Bedard, um, coming from the Regina Pats. And this kid is is going to be incredible. And I already think you give it... I think when he enters the league, he is going to be just as good, if not better, than McDavid was when he entered the league. And, and what's this kid's name? Uh, Connor Bedard. And again, this is going to be a guy where... And, and like... For everything, I hope it he doesn't go to a team. I, I guess it only the only team. I hope he doesn't go to Arizona, just solely because of their arena situation, where they they're playing at um, ASU, where they can only fit five thousand people in there. But you take any other team. If Connor Bedard goes on that team, you are fucking you. You are selling out games. You are now. Becoming a like 
the league is looking down on you. You're going to get more, you know, of those kind of prime time games that they air on ESPN and on national television and whatnot. Like you are going to be one of the more recognized and more talked about teams solely because you you have this one player now. Yeah. So it's is, it's going to um, be very interesting to see um, which team he, he ends up on when it's all said and done. Yeah, it's um, I I I looked him up. This just got reported a day ago. Maybe I'm real late on this. Um, but I guess he just got named as the youngest captain in Regina Pat's history. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, cause yeah, cause in in the WHL, I don't know as much over in in the Q in the O, but in the WHL, yeah, it's it's usually because you can play until you're you're 21, and then like once once you're you know you can if you're 21, you can play your final year, and then you're done. And yeah, you normally don't see guys getting named captain until they're maybe 19, but then usually it's it's 20 and and 21. Yeah, how um. And he's only going to be captain for this one year because obviously he's going to get drafted at the end of the season, and then he he's going to play in the NHL next season. There, there's no question about that. How old was he when he got picked? What do you mean? Because he looks twelve in his in the picture of yeah, him signing. Looks, yeah, yeah, he looks fucking young. And, and like I, I get in the was... WHL, you can like can't you like pre-draft guys at like fifteen? Like you can get him young in that league, right? Yeah, and I so I think. Um, because last season he was 16, and then he came in and played a, a few games on the season before when he was 15. Um, so I don't I don't know at the time if when he signed if he was actually 14 years old or 15. Um, but yeah, like it's he he is just such an incredible player to watch. Um, yeah, I bet. So that's also something that, that that will be very interesting to watch is not only, you know, who's at the top of the standings, who's going to make the, the, the playoffs. And I could very well see come near the end of the season, I could, you know, if there's a cup, if there's like three or four teams kind of at the bottom of the league and they're all close, I could see teams throw it, like purposely throwing games just to really? not get points. Because I guess people are like, oh, like, that's such a scummy thing. You're in the best league in the world. Like you always want to win. You're a professional athlete, but it's like if you've got a chance to okay, we fucking throw two games here, and all of a sudden look at us now. We're we're Stanley Cup contenders for the next fifteen years. Like Yeah. And anyone that, that complains about it, like if it was their team at the bottom, they would fucking be hoping that their team would be throwing the games as well. Like if San Jose's that I mean, obviously they will be kind of near the bottom by the end of the season. But if they're battling out for that bottom spot in the entire league, I sure fucking hope they throw games. I hope they go out there and purposely lose. Because then you get a franchise player for the next 15, 20 years or whatever. So That's fair. All right. We got we to gotta do some Google searching. But let's, let's peep this kid's IG and see if we can cancel him yet. Hot stakes. Connor, does he have any old tweets? Because I'm going to be honest. He's 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 a handsome young man here. Um, first round pick for the uh, what's it called this year? Yeah, he's 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 gonna be the the first overall pick in the NHL draft. I know, but like last year's first round pick, 
Ugly. Um, yeah, you're a Slavkovsky. Ugly. And I'm going to be honest, our boy, our boy uh, Connor here, not a bad-looking guy. And McDavid, not a bad-looking guy. Austin Matthews, not a bad-looking guy. Well, Austin I will. Matthews is debatable now. Yeah, yeah, you don't like that stash, eh? No, I love the stash, but like, dude, his his hairline is is fucking going quick. Like, if you looked at a fucking time lapse from when he was drafted to now, like, it's 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 running away from him. Which I mean, there's nothing wrong with, but um, but I mean, aside from looks, like again, going back to to last year, like I was telling you. Um, so many teams, when they were trading away some of their better players at the trade deadline, they were specifically wanting, you know, a first round pick, a second round pick from the the 2023 draft rather than the 2022, just because not only does Bedard headline this upcoming draft, but it is it is such a deep draft class, and I don't think we've seen a draft class that is this deep since. Uh, since 20, 2015 and that that draft year has gone on to produce at at least 20 stars in the league and then yeah. 100 full-time NHL players like that that was an incredible year That's fair. so I think here's the big question yeah you know we're always looking to get people on for interviews Should we reach out to Connor's sister, Maddie? Fuck's <laughs> sake! It's okay. I'm I'm currently looking at her IG. It is private, and I'm above the fall. I hope she hits decline on that. <laughs> I hope she hits decline on that. Should I follow from the PGL account? See if we can uh, drum up some uh, drum up see. some drum up some traffic traffic to the page. You're just going full Antonio Brown mode right now. No, I think I'm trying to cover every angle the way a good reporter would. Right? You're talking about Fair the enough. players. I'm Fair talking enough. about the family. You're Fair talking the about sisters. the facts. I'm talking about the feelings. Fair enough. Fair You're enough. speaking with your brain. I'm speaking with my dick and balls. No, I'm kidding. sakes. Um... But yeah, all right. So, so Connor, Connor's the boy going number one this year, yeah, or next year. Um, youngest it. captain of the Regina Pats, yeah. Um, he's from Vancouver. Good old yep. BC boy. Yep. And it is also was... interesting, um, just to to quickly note that most likely, um, who will be the second overall pick? I'm not going to try to pronounce his his first name, but he's um over from Russia, who, and again, who, who knows how that's going to play out just due to what's happening with Russia and how um, yeah. the NHL and just the hockey community is taking a stance kind of against them. Um, mm. But if, if it does work out for Russia, the second overall pick should be Michkov. Okay. And which is, is really cool because as you're kind of seeing the end of the whole um, Crosby-Ovechkin saga that we, we've got to enjoy for the last... 15 years oh. and for a few more years now you're kind of, now there could kind of be a second coming of that because okay. I, I think any any other year if Michkov um was in it he's probably going first of all like he, he is a generational player as well it's just unfortunate wow. for him that he's in the same year 
or, or same draft class as Bedard, who's obviously going to be the the number one guy. So that is something that'll mm-hmm. kind of a little second coming of uh, Crosby and Ovechkin, which is great mm. for, for hockey. I love it. Yeah, that that is, that is really great. I am just on the weirdest website ever. I uh, want to learn some facts about you know Connor Bedard's like, family. I really do. What? It's all what like ready? it's it's one of these like um like family bios like Connor Bedard parents family wiki age bio siblings, um net worth Instagram. Yeah, imagine so, your kids at hockey and your entire life just gets interrogated. Well, it, it it this is just this is a little too much. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out this. Uh, and 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 the, so such a weird. The website's called Primal Information. I just looked up how old is Connor Bedard, and the first thing was like Primal Information. I don't oh, want, God. I don't want that. But um, j- just something throwing it out there. This is only according to the website. And I get he's young. It says he's coming in at five nine. Is that too small? No, absolutely okay. not. Second question. Well, but like, isn't McDavid like six two, six four? Yeah, but then look at Martin Saint Louis, who was. In, in my opinion, a top, a top 10 player during his time. Um, like the Calgary Flames cut him because they said he was too small. And then he goes on to, to Tampa Bay and um, be, becomes just an absolutely beast of a player. Like he was five foot eight, and he goes on to put up over 1,000 points in his career and was only 100 points off from being a point-per-game player. And he won the Art Ross Trophy twice, is leading the league in points. Won the uh, Stanley Cup with Tampa Bay back in, in 04. Funny enough, against Calgary, the team that decided uh, he wasn't good enough. And look at him now. Now he's um, a fantastic coach with uh, Montreal. That's fair. Um, true. And again, if you want to compare it to modern day NHL, Johnny Goudreau, I think, is... Is five nine, five eight. Brad Marchand. Just... I mean, Marchand's a different breed, though. Like he's just a, a fucking Marchand's a little bigger, animal. though. He's, but the thing is, though, is I think same same height, but Marchand's got the weight. But that's because that's his style of play. Oh wow, he's a yeah. short, powerful. Yeah, he doesn't want to be the most skinny, skinny, fast guy. Fuck. Actually, they've only got him listed as. There's no way he's only one seventy six. Yeah, well, I, no, for five he nine, that's, plays that's, like he's two thirty. No, for five nine, because I'm not that I should admit it on the pot, but I'm like I'm one eighty and I'm six six. I'm skinny. Um. All right, okay, you know, I'll I'll, I'll give him that. Fair enough. Uh, but the, I guess the point I'll make to that is though. So he is only seven. Goudreau was great. Goudreau a little bit. True uh, and fair he, enough. He maybe an inch or two. Who knows? We all remember what Lionel Messi did. Do we? HGH. He did HGH. Oh, okay. Let, well, actually, you know, I think he had... Um, Allegedly. Well, no, no. It was some, like... It was some weird thing. Like, I remember reading about it. Like, he had, like, a condition. And I think he got... Um, like, he had, like, a childhood condition where his body didn't produce enough growth hormone. Oh, okay. Um, so he was... I think he got, like, a medical exemption mm-hmm. to use it. But I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, like he, um, I think it, like I think it's widely reported that even as at least as a teenager, 
and maybe not as a PED, but as like a medication, I think he took HGH. Okay. Um, okay. So more about Connor Bedard from this weird website. Yep. So his father, Tom, uh, works in the logging industry. Fantastic. Um, Connor's sister, Madison. And now here's where it gets a little, here's where it gets problematic, Brandon. Here's where it gets problematic. Okay. Okay. Connor 17. Yep. This website says older sister. Another website said younger sister. Hmm. One website puts her at 18 years of age and above. That's acceptable to talk about. The other puts her at 16 and below. Incredibly unacceptable to talk about. That is odd. Can't cut their and back. for that reason, I will not follow his sister on Instagram. Uh, Fantastic. <laughs> uh, and, and so you're ready for, for the weirdest part? This yep. is just in the article. Like, this isn't, this is, this is out there information. This is on, again, don't get mad at me for reporting this. Get mad at primalinformation.com. He is the grandson of Garth Bredard. His grandfather has been identified as the man who was killed in a car accident near Sycamus on April 6th. Why did we need to know that? That's... Huh. What? That's interesting. What the fuck yeah, I don't, I don't know why that needs to be plugged in there. Um, all right. And you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm looking up his grandfather now. We're just going to see this. Like that's, and I'm not trying to laugh at that. That's horrible. If if you've lost a grandparent, that's horrible. But that's just like I'm not laughing at the incident. I'm laughing at this random ass website is putting this out there about his about a 17 year old hockey player. Yeah, like it. Yeah, that's. Yeah, like. I don't know. Some, okay, sometimes you I know think reporters just try too much, and then it just it doesn't. Nah, you know what? Primal info is off the hook. Off the hook. The day after that happened, CBC came out with grandfather of top hockey prospect, Connor Bedard. Fuck's sakes. CBC reported on it the next day and used Connor's name in the headline. In the headline. Well, of course they did. Because they know if they put his name in the headline, people are going to engage with it. Oh my god. All right, all right. Steering away from from, from Bedard now, Um, a question I wanted to ask you, because I've seen a lot of people talking about it, and it it blows my mind, because there's no way. Um, Do you think that Austin Matthews, in in an 82-game season, if he stays healthy, because that's kind of the whole point of it, do you think he... Um, reaches 70 goals. Um, how many did he get last year? He, he had 60 goals in 73 games. How many goals in half? Sorry, sorry, sorry. That zoned out for a sec. How many goals did he have last year? He had 60 goals in 73 games. 
So he missed only nine oh, he games. Gets nine more games. Do so you think he can get over? Basically, what was number? He puts up ten, 10 goals in those nine games that he, he missed. All right. No, I don't think you will. I don't. I don't think so either. Like, and again, like it's it's just such a narrative that's being pushed. Like, oh, can Austin Matthews fucking drop seventy goals? Like, no. Yeah. That's no. it's just no. so like sixty is impressive in itself, but to seventy, like that takes you off. Like, if you hit seventy on the dot in a full eighty game season, you're only twelve goals off from literally averaging goal a, a goal in the best mm. hockey league in the entire world every game. Like it's. Yeah, it doesn't happen, and I know people no. are like, "Oh, it's possible." Like he's a generational talent. It's like, no. Who did no, he do the fifty and fifty? He did, yes. So he's the. Did McDavid ever do that, or is who's the la, like? Who are the last five players to get fifty and fifty? Fuck, I it's it's Let's so it rare. Up. I can't even remember. I know. Solani did it at one point. Like it's it's been so long since um since a, a player has done that. All right. So this is old. Um because huh. Okay. All right, so so I, I didn't know this. Maybe you did, and maybe Wikipedia is just being dumb. But they goes the phrase 50 goals in 50 games refers to it if they get the 50 in the first 50 games of the season. Okay. And they say the I think there's only, they're saying here, um, eight players have had... Um, like the date players have done that? Yeah, have done the official. So it was Maurice Richard, Mike Bossy, Wayne Gretzky did it three seasons. Yep, sounds about right. He went 61 and 50, which is the year he went 50 and 39. Then he went 50 and 42 and 50 and 49. What a stud. Uh, then Lemieux, and the last person to do it um, was Brett Hall. Some near misses are Bobby Hall, Bernie Nichols, and I guess Mario Lemieux one year, even though I got it another year. And then unofficial. So the following players scored 50 goals in or before their 50th game in a single season, but did not. Uh, wait, what? That doesn't make I don't get I, what? God, God love Wikipedia. Oh, man, I'm so confused. Um, okay, so these are the mid. Okay, so okay, so then here are the mid-season guys. So the mid-season guys to have gotten it are Phil Esposito, yep. Charlie Simmer, Yari Curry, Mario Lemieux, Bernie Nichols, Brett Hall, Timo Solani, and Austin Matthews. So eight players to have ever done it. Yeah. Um. Oh no. 10, because you include Mike Bossy and Rocket Richard, who did it not mid-season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, so, so 10 people, and that's like, with, with all due respect, if we look at it, right, like, Gretzky did it in 81 to 82, 83 to 84. 
in 84 to 85. So he, after his first year of, of, of doing the 50 and 39, he didn't get it the next year. Yeah. And again, um, think, Brett Hall did it back to back. And again, though, with, I think such a big part of it also comes down to, you know, how many empty net goals. Um, what, sorry? Like how many empty net goals do they get it at the end of games? Yeah. Like I, I don't know exactly how many Matthews ended up having. Yeah, no, but, that's fair. And I, I also just those, think... Those can add up. You mean, you over the course of the season, you get five. Like, if he doesn't get those five, okay, then he's only got 55 in 73 games. So it's... I think just 70 in, 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 in a full season is just not, not reachable. Yeah, and I think especially in today's NHL. And I think... It's one of the and and I know um, we just saw the contrary. Aaron Judge just broke the home record, home run record. Yes, sir. Um, but or the I guess the the unjuiced home run record. But I but I think in in today's today's game, just in all sports with analytics, I think it's harder and harder to put up multiple individual huge years because after you put up a season like that, teams are going to plan for you. You're playing yeah. Toronto this weekend. You're going into the team meeting room, and there's a picture of Austin Matthews on the board, and they're going, how do we defend this guy? How do we shut down this guy? Much like, and, and I, know, I know that's what separates the good from the greats, right? The greats that can stay great year after year and have that skills to where they can't be, you know, easily nullified. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you look at just... Every sport. One player is this amazing year. Next year they fall off. This next year they fall off. It's it's teams plan for these guys, and I think um, when you have as and I, I and and I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm rambling. But uh, to answer your question, no, I don't think he's a chance in hell. I don't. Yeah, which is exactly uh, exactly how I feel about it. Um, and that's not a hatery statement. I just think logistically, I don't yeah, think seventy like just, goals is possible. Yeah. Like it's really just being realistic with it. What's the um, most goals ever scored in a season? Most goals. I. That's tough. I almost want to say I think it was like when Solani did it back in the day. I think he put up like eighty nine in a season. Um. Okay, Wayne Gretzky. Wow. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, there was a year Gretzky had 92 goals. Okay, so 92. All right, so so it is possible. So, all right, here's here's a little... Okay, can I give you a stat? Yep. Um, only 14 players in history have scored 70 or more in a season. Yep. Um, and only five, four have scored more than 82 and it well no three because Wayne Gretzky did it twice Wayne actually no hold up no 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 I'm wrong because when I said only 14 players Wayne Gretzky's on that list like three times okay and again though you you look at all of these guys that ended up uh you know 70 or eight players in history or or more goals the most recent one is um, probably was Mario Lemieux at some point or um, McGillney or something. Like it's, 
in the yeah. in the the modern era of hockey, it's the yeah. closest I think is when Ovechkin put up sixty five. Um, yeah, the the most recent then, over seventy was ninety two ninety three, and it was Alexander McGinley. Or yeah, McGill McGillney. I don't know. Yeah, like I know Steven Stamkos put up sixty one year, and but and it's just, but then you know Ovechkin never reached that. Uh, that 60 goal mark again after he put up 65 Stamkos put up 60 he's never reached that that point oh. again so it's and then to now say that okay Matthews just put up 60 now he's going to put up 10 more the following season yeah. to do something that hasn't been done in forever like it's yeah it's not yeah. realistic I, no. I don't see it happening you know if people want to think that totally fine but yeah it's not well, going and and I think again, back to your point of um, you you do it like like it's not like you just have that single. It's hard to repeat it. So you're going to repeat it the next year and get ten more. No. Yeah, exactly. Like it's um, just putting it out there for for you know argument's sake, if you will. Um, Austin Matthews got there at twenty four. Ovechkin got there at 22. Um, Stamkos got there at 21. And yeah. Grexy scored 92 games in the season at 20. Yeah. Now, I, I, I understand. Very different game. But holy shit. Yeah. Um, right, so yeah. aside from, from that, I mean, we, we could sit here and, you know, give... I mean, do you want to give predictions for who wins, like, the, the major player awards? I think most um, of them is, is pretty much like aside from maybe the the Vesna, which is always up in the air because it really comes down to to wins is kind of the big factor. But like most of the major awards, it's usually like or the way it looks, it's going to be a two to three man race for each of them. Yeah. Um, so it's like we can I, make predictions, but it's like the same prediction that ninety percent of people are. Are gonna have. All right, so then I'll then let's do this as a prediction. Yeah. Who's who's first place at the end of the season coming out of the Metropolitan, the Atlantic, the Central, and the Pacific? Ooh, I like that. Um, coming out of the Atlantic, you know, I, I mean, Florida won the Presidents Trophy last year. Come and they came out of the Atlantic. Um, they did add Matthew Kachuk, but I think that. They got Dude, worse. That's right. I think they still got worse. They got they gave they got rid of their they gave up the, their best player on the team in Jonathan Huberdo. In in my opinion, Huberdo for Kachuk one for one is a win for Calgary. Okay. Um, because I think Huberdo's the better player. Daryl Sutter has praised him and said Huberdo's the best passer he's ever seen. Also, Huberdo led the, the league in assists last year. And I think he's a better locker room guy. You know, there's Every every month since Kachuk started playing for the Flames, there's been news articles and rumors that he's he's not a good guy in the, the locker room, and it shows when he starts something, and gets his ass kicked, and sometimes guys wouldn't, his own teammates wouldn't come in to help him because they were just tired of it of his shit and the way he acted. So I think Florida got worse, and they also gave Calgary their second best defenseman in that trade, like Calgary fucking robbed them blind. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it comes it's a it's a two man race. It's 
uh, Toronto or Tampa Bay. Um, Can I- I'm going to go with Tampa Bay just on the sole fact that Toronto did lose their goalie in Jack Campbell. They did grab Matt Murray, who did lead Pittsburgh to back-to-back cups, but then completely just has never been the same since. And I think a lot of that is is due to injuries, which is very unfortunate. So it's uh, it really I think it really comes down to how well does Matt Murray play? If he plays good or or great, I think Toronto wins the division. If not, I think it's it's Tampa Bay's to take again. All right. Uh, can I just offer this? Yep. So I'll I just I, I should have said this earlier. Um, and this is just a site, but I'm, I'm guessing they're taking some Vegas odds here. Okay. Caesars Sportsbook. So Caesars, right? They're, they're, they're one of the biggest Vegas casinos. Yeah. Um, here are their start of the season Stanley Cup odds. Avalanche is in first place. Yeah. With the best odds. Second place is the Leafs. Yeah. Third place is the Hurricanes. Fourth is the Lightning. Yeah, which is which is exactly who my top four would be in that. And I'll just say this: fifth and sixth are Rangers and Oilers, respectively. Makes but sense. Lightning, Rangers, and Oilers all have the same odds. They're all a plus twelve hundred. Interesting. Then the next two teams, uh, Calgary and the Panthers, are the next two, and they have the same odds. And then you go Golden Knights, and then the Blues. That's 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 the top ten. And I'm not I'm not sold on on St. Louis or um, Vegas. And again, Vegas is is kind of the same thing as uh, like I said with Colorado. They've got a fantastic um, team that they can put out on the ice every night. But again, they're they're playing. They have a rookie goalie this year who doesn't have much experience because Robin Leonard is um, going to be injured for the... He's going to miss the entire season. So, and they, they have no cap space to work with to to fix that issue. And I think that's going to be something they struggle with. I think they're going to have to be a team that you got to win those potentially 6-5 games, those 5-4 games. Like, yeah. And and then yeah. that, that that's the harder your players have to work every every game. And I just, I don't see it with them. Um Okay. Yeah. So, so out of Atlantic, you're taking Tampa. I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Yeah. Tampa. Jay, but I wouldn't for... be surprised if Toronto does take it. Again, I was just gonna say down, it just comes down to goaltending for them. For the sake of um, fun arguments, because they're they're my cup team, I'm going Toronto out of Atlantic. No, fair enough. Yeah. Who are you taking? Now let's move. Let's stay east here. No, let, let's go east, west, east, west. So now let's go to Central. Who are you taking out of the Central? We got Nashville, Central. Arizona, Chicago, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, St. Louis, Winnipeg. Again, I think, and again, it's 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 that thing with that same with Toronto. It, it comes down to goaltending. Um, but I, I like Colorado's forwards and their defense way more than Toronto's. And okay. so, you know, I'm just, I'm, Colorado won the division last year and I'm, I'm going to pick them again. But Minnesota yeah. having a f- full year with 
flurry now as opposed to where they only got him at the deadline mm-hmm. last year. Having Flurry for a full season is definitely going to help. He, he can steal them some games. And they got a lot of young rookies coming up who look like they could be really good. So again, I think Colorado win it, but I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota um, wins that division. And for the sake of entertainment, give me Minnesota. There we go. Um, all right, now we'll go to the Metropolitan. Metropolitan, I, I think it's... Uh, I I think it's it's got to be Carolina. Yeah, especially at the just on the fact that they won the division last year, um, and they didn't lose really any big players from their team. And not only that, but they managed to acquire Brent Burns from San Jose, who's you know I mean he's he's thirty six, but. He's still a phenomenal player for his age. He's in such great shape. And now he's going to be that, that quarterback on the power play that they've been looking for for years. Yeah, and those guys and can then, really need locker rooms. Yeah, and then, so they gave up basically nothing for Brent Burns. And then they literally gave up nothing to get Max Pacioretty from Vegas. Unfortunately, Pacioretty suffered um, an injury. Uh, I think it was in an off-season workout or something. So I don't think he's going to be back till January or February. But when he's healthy, he's going to be back. So you take the team that already won the division last year and you add a, a former Norris Trophy winner on their team and then you add a bona fide 30-goal scorer for years on your team and you you lose... They lost nothing off their main roster in doing so. Yeah. Like, it would just seem silly not to... Not to have Carolina winning that division. Mm-hmm. As good as, you know, the Islanders, Rangers, Penguins, Capitals, potentially the Blue Jackets maybe, I just don't see a way that, that they, they've come out ahead of, of Carolina in that division. Understandable. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know it's ages ago. Wasn't Pacioretty the guy that got, like, allowed by Charter that one time? Yeah, just got mauled by him. Yeah. Fair enough. Honestly, I know that sounds dumb. That that, that, that was my word. That was my mental connection when I heard Max Pacioretty's name. And, and I think that's what a lot, like when a lot of people, when they hear Max Pacioretty, like one of the first things to think about is like that nasty injury that potentially, well, a, a lot of people thought was going to end his career right then and there. He was going to be done. But then, yeah. sure enough, he comes back and he's he's had a very successful career um, since that injury. So I remember, and and maybe this is just um, maybe maybe this is uh, just. Uh, but I remember it was um, he was playing for the Canadians at the time, and Chara did it with the Bruins, obviously. So that added to that rivalry. Yeah, exactly. And I remember. Um, Canadians fans were calling for Char as like permanent suspension. And, and then that's a thing is, you know, I obviously understand why Montreal fans wanted that. You know, when you see your like best player on the team when he's young, entering his prime, that happens to him. But it was a freak accident. Like Char didn't mean to do it. He was well, just my, trying to make, I, he was just trying to make a good hockey play and it was a freak accident. Like, and that happens. Yeah. And I remember like, Char like Beacon around to players afterwards, like, oh, you want to come and fight me? Like, he felt fucking bad. 
Yeah. He like and you could just tell like he didn't mean to do that and he felt awful. Mm-hmm. And Char is not well, a bad guy. Like every no, team and, been on, they love him. Even yeah. guys that play against him are like, he's a great dude. Like hard to play against. Love the guy though. Even even the staff of the ESPN body issue, they're like, oh, he's got a huge cock. Oh, there you um, go. There you go. But no, I yeah, I, I, I don't know why, why I brought that up. I just like I remember watching Coach's Corner and they're like, Do we need to change the angle of the because remember it was he hit his head on like the, the penalty box or like on the bench, right? When it's open and it goes back to the glass. Yeah, yeah, it was right in the, the stanchion kind of area. And which they yeah, have adjusted now. It's no longer that ninety degree angle. They've oh, now it's not. Curved, they have a curved glass in there. So it's oh. not a direct impact. You can kind of, if it does happen, you kind of slide off of it more. Well, because I remember there was like, there's this big thing. It was like, do we need to curve the glass? Do we need to angle? Which is now the case, yeah. All right. Okay. So, you know, I was being an asshole and making fun of them, but, but they so did. And it, it sounds like it's it. been, yeah, it, it sounds like it's actually been beneficial. Um, I, I don't know why I did this. I went on to try and just look at the Carolina roster. Um, but they took me to like their corporate roster. So would you like to know who the vice president of ticket sales is for the Carolina uh, Hurricanes? Absolutely. It's Sarah Daniel. So I'd like to just give a little quick shout out to Sarah Daniel. Oh, there we go. Um, selling, being the vice president of ticket sales for the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm, I'm sure that's not an easy job. Um, and I'm sure Sarah, Sarah brings, brings the heat every day in that office and uh, is a great team contributor. There we go. Um, who, who do you have coming out of the, the Metropolitan there? Sarah. <laughs> she, oh. She's starting her own team with all the tickets she sells. There we go. And all right. um, she's winning the cup this year. No, I'll, I'll take, I was going to honestly, I was going to take Carolina just because I was kind of going off of um, who, who has the best odds to win the cup. No, take Carolina. There's nothing wrong with that. Right, I'll take it. Oh, I was trying to do something different than you, but I'll. You know, I'll, we, I'll we've, done, we've done a couple different ones. I think this last one we might we might differ on because um, the Pacific. I think it's. Who are you taking? Again, like you couldn't make the argument for Vegas, but with their goaltending situation, I just I don't see it it happening. Um, fun fact, actually, and I said this before it even came out. The way that Vegas treats their players is so fucking bad that it now came out during free agency that some players and their agents wouldn't even pick up the phone when Vegas was calling because they're like, I, I don't want to go there. How do they treat these guys? Because there, there's no job security there. They're all about winning a cup. Uh-huh. Like Pat Shreddy was arguably their best forward last year, but oh no, we, we trade for all these other players that are making lots of money and they gave away Pat ready for nothing. Uh-huh. Interesting. And then Robin Leonard was dealing with an injury and it sounds like Vegas forced him to play in that game and he was not happy about it afterwards. And then all these prospects they drafted, like in their first their first year they had three first round picks. Second year they had a first round pick. All three of the or all four of those players are gone. Jesus. Because they just they trade them away as soon as they're like, oh, we can get a big name player. Let's let's do it. And then they just throw whatever they can to get them. Well, and I wonder and don't feel like they're respected there and they know 
if they sign there, it's they could get traded in a week if mm. another team if he fits the the bill on a trade with another team. So, and I I almost wonder if that is the um. That, unfortunately, I wonder if that's the culture for having a Vegas team. Because if you have a Boston team, you have all the residents of Boston. That's going to grow up with this team. Yeah. They're going to follow them through their ups and downs. Like well, Obviously, people live in Vegas. There are Las Vegas residents. But I wonder if so much of their ticket sales and their team popularity are, are travelers, right? Because Vegas is such a tourist destination. Yeah. That well, I wonder and, if and their thing is... is we, exactly. We need the big names and we need the goal scores. We need the we need the fancy names to get butts and seats. We don't need a team to get butts and seats. We need like the, it. It sounds like they're going for the back of the jersey rather than the front of the jersey. Exactly, and that's and then I I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but I brought it up where hockey is so different in a sense from the like the NHL is so different from the MLB, the NBA, and the NFL, where you you look at a lot of hockey players and a good amount of them play a pretty good portion of their entire careers with one team. Yeah. Like I was, this was last year. I just started looking at it and I was shocked at the amount of first overall picks in, in the NFL that only played three or four seasons with a team, kind of like um, Baker Mayfield now. Yeah. Same with, same with the, the NBA, so, like so many first overall picks haven't played on the team that drafted them in years. Yeah, the NBA, like, that's a whole the, different thing. It seems just like with, with the NHL, it's it's like if, if you're our guy and we draft you, like we're committed to you, and if you're committed to us, we're going to ride it out for as long as we can. Yeah. Like since 2010, I think the only first overall picks that aren't with the team that drafted them is Taylor Hall mm-hmm. and John Tavares. Obviously, I guess you, you could say Nail Yakupov. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, no, fuck, Tavares was before 2010, never mind. So, Taylor Hall and uh, Nail Yakupov, but Yakupov didn't even go really to another team. He's, he's over in Russia now, but... Yeah. And so that's the thing, is just players don't feel like they're valued or appreciated with Vegas. They're just seen as a, a player to help try and win them a cup, and when the time comes, or they're going to be... Uh, cut from the team just like that. Mm-hmm. Even with um, last offseason, they had Marc-Andre Fleury. He literally just won the Vesna for the best goalie in the league. He was their franchise player. Like you go, you go to many NHL games, you don't see fans. You know they're wearing the McDavid, the Matthews, the the Barkov, the the Barzell, whatever. Not many times do you go to games and you see fans wearing goalie jerseys. Yeah. But like that was probably 60% of the jerseys at Vegas games was flurry jerseys. And mm-hmm. then flurry and then you know they they don't they don't win the cup but flurry wins the Vesna and then they they ship him off to Chicago without even really telling him and they don't even get anything back for him. They literally just wanted to get rid of him because they didn't like the amount of money that they committed to paying him the year prior. Yeah. And so that pissed off a lot of people. It's like, that's our franchise goalie still playing at an elite level, and you you dump him off just because you want a a newer, shinier toy. It's like, so. Anyways, sorry, I just had to shit talk them because I hate that franchise. Um, Going back to who wins that, again, I think it's a two-horse race. I think it's 
uh, Battle of Alberta. I think it's Edmonton or Calgary. I hear you. J- just real quick, um, I, I'm with you. I think uh, I think it does come down to those two teams. Um, the asshole in me in me wants to say Seattle Kraken, um, but yeah, no, I think I, I think you're dead on on that one. I was just kind of looking this up when you were saying uh, the percentage of first overall picks. Yeah. Um, so I think this is from 2007 to 2016, I think. Okay. But do you know who the first, and then this is funny, I'm looking back at some of these first overall picks and half of them, you know, you just, you never hear of again. Now, th- this guy, the first one, he was considered, this was the 2007 first overall pick. Who do you think it was? What year? 2007. Oh, that was Patrick Kane. Oh, no, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm on, I'm on the NFL. I was, I was comparing, because you oh. said um, in, in oh. the NHL, they'll stick with him. In the NFL, they won't. Oh, yeah, I got no clue for NFL. Jamarcus Russell, quarterback. Okay. N- never heard of him. Now, it says here... Um, um, he was um, he's he's considered one of the biggest draft busts ever. So, okay, kind of t- take that as you will. Twenty sixteen, Jared Goff. Yeah, and see this the same thing. Like he's gone. Uh, twenty thirteen was um an offensive tackle, and I guess he has stayed with uh, KC. Ready for twenty ten. And I yep. know the name, but you forget about it. Sam Bradford. Dang, Sam Bradford, yep. Yeah. And then uh, Jadavion Clowney. Um, he, was, he was a ton of hype because um, he had that huge, huge hit against the Michigan running back during, uh, during the bowl game. Yeah. Remember that? But... Um, but he's he's danced he's bounced around a little bit because I think he went he was in Texas for a while but I think he like he went to um um to Seattle for a while like I think he's moved around. Mm-hmm. Um, number twenty two thousand eight was Jake Long, offensive tackle. I think he's with Eagles now. Maybe okay. that was Justin Long. His brothers, I think. Number uh, 2015 was Jameis Winston. We all know what has happened with him. Yeah, and, and see, so it's it's just kind of like, it's just not the kind of same. Yeah. Uh, uh, 2011 was Cam Newton. 2009 was Stafford. And uh, 2012 was Luck. I, I know I'm going all over the place in years. This website is ranking... It was the 10 worst picks from the last 10 years. Um, oh. Or, or, or ranking, the, ranking the last 10 first overall picks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this was done, what, five, six years ago. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I don't know where we're really going on that. That kind of took us off topic. But kind of to your point, it does feel like um, the NHL sticks with their guys a little more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so are you taking Edmonton or Calgary? Because for the sake of uh, for the sake of entertainment, I'll take the opposite. I I don't want to, but I'm gonna take Edmonton. 
All right, and I'll take I'll take Calgary. I think Edmonton does does come out on top in that. All right. We're we're coming we're coming near the end of our episode. I think we're gonna try and uh try and do an NFL episode uh tomorrow. Yeah. We're gonna try to uh, so out. I don't I don't have any and I kinda wanna save the NFL stuff for the NFL episodes uh, clown yeah, report. Exactly. Yeah. Um so I don't have any NHL clown report news, do you? Um no, because like like what's been going on, it's kind of just preseason stuff. Um so nothing really too crazy in the, the news world. Um, but uh, game game two of the season tomorrow, um, San Jose and Nashville, uh, round two in Prague. And then the official season kicks off on Tuesday. Right on. All right. Um... I, so I, I think um, for those listening over there, we're gonna, we'll, we'll put out a, a tweet or put it on our... Uh, Instagram page. We're going to find out a way to make it so we can engage with you guys. You guys can give us your uh, your predictions, your picks for the upcoming season. Um, we haven't quite figured out exactly the way we're going to do it, but um, the, you know, there's there's going to be a chance to win win some cool stuff that we've got in the works coming up. So <clears throat> we will uh, get that figured out and uh, let you guys know when we get that sorted. Right on. Right on. Um, yeah, so so we'll have more to come. So so it doesn't really look like we have our clown reports. Do we want to end it with any um, wild uh, wild predictions? Anything crazy? Wild predictions. Like I can I can rattle off predictions, but like none of them are are really wild because it's like kind of the the exact of of what you'd expect. Yeah. Um, if I was just to throw out some wild predictions that maybe people don't agree with, just kind of rapid fire, I think. Uh, I think Ottawa, as good of a team as they've assembled over the offseason, I think they still miss out on the playoffs. Um, Flyers, I think. Actually, no, they they suck anyways. Islanders, I think they make the playoffs. Um. Winnipeg Jets, I think they get back in and they make the playoffs. Okay. And Vegas Golden Knights, I think they miss the playoffs. Those are just kind of some they rapid miss? fire predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I was kind of. Um... I don't know. I, I, I don't have any crazy. Uh... Crazy predictions. I think you know. I know I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Five players this year popping for cocaine. All right, there you go. And any other crazier wall predictions we may have, we'll we'll throw them up on the the Instagram or the Twitter. We're trying to get more more active on there and um, create more of a, an environment for people to engage with us and interact with them. So, um, any more wild or crazy predictions we have, we will uh, throw them up on there. You know, what? I'm just gonna maybe we shouldn't be doing this, but I'm I'm gonna open this up to our audience at the end of this episode. Um, every episode we have talked about, um, we want to connect with you guys. We want you to reach out to us. We want to be we want there to be more of a PGO community. Am I right by saying that? 
Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so the, we us here at PGO, we have been approached by a few different podcasting companies. Um, they've they've come right to us, and they've asked us to 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 get on their platform. And it's some some newer platforms. Some one actually hasn't even launched yet. We got uh, we got an email from their rep a little while ago, um, wanting us to get on their platform uh, for their launch date. And I kind of want to open this up to our fans of where do you want to see us? Where do you want us? Maybe maybe you're thinking, oh my God, stay on Spotify. I don't even want to talk to you on Instagram. Stay to one platform. Or you're thinking, yeah, I do want more of a community. I want to see you on YouTube. I want to see you here. I want to comment. I want to talk to other fans. Because you can reach out to us, but you can't, you know, you guys can't comment and, and, and have chatter of your own. So I kind of want to open this up to the viewers of where do you want to see us next? Um, yeah, and 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 what do you want from us? Like we're because we're we're looking at these options. I think chances are good we'll be we'll be getting on some more platforms soon here, and we will take a few people up on their offers. But we we you guys are the most important at the end of the day. Um, yeah. and uh, and and we want to hear where you want to hear us. Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head. I I completely agree with that. Yeah. So reach us, reach out, um, drop us a line. Let's have a chat and uh, let's figure some shit out because we do want to hear from you. Yeah, you bet. Awesome. Um, any any closing remarks? No, I think we I think we covered everything. Uh, Be yeah, sure we look forward to... to hearing from from anyone that wants to reach out to us and give us you know feedback, positive feedback, criticism. We're open to it all. Um, and Brandon, yep. Aware, aware. Can they reach out to us? Oh, I am so fucking glad that you asked. You can find us on Twitter at PG Overtime. So that's just the letter P G and then Overtime. And if you want to find us over on Instagram, we are well. We can be found at PGO Show. Exactly how it sounds: letter P G O and then the word Show. You can reach out to us on there. L. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think that covers it. I think that covers it all. Thanks again for tuning in to another great episode. How long, how long was this episode? I always got our timer up. Quite long. Hour 30. My God. Fuck and we it. said this was going to be a short one. Yep. You know, once I, I got on I that rant. I was going to say, once I got on that rant about men wanting to have sex with their significant others while wearing a Tom Brady jersey. I think we kind of both decided we weren't staying to schedule. Yeah, it happens. happens. Um, yeah, before this episode, uh, we, were, we were like, yeah, this is going to be our NHL-only episode. Only NHL. And about 20 minutes in, we were talking about who Olivia Culpo is going to fuck next. So... <laughs> That's why people love us, so we, we give them the content they never expect to get. Actually, you know, I would like to uh, end end just one real quick note. Yeah, I will call us. Would like to extend uh, my sincerest apology to the entire Bedard family. Um, I think we were all having good fun, but we talked about your grandparents, your sisters, your parents. Uh we apologize. <laughs> I didn't say shit. I was just hanging out over I here. Fair enough. I apologize. I, I honestly, I think I went in a little, 
I was getting a little too. I was getting caught up in the fun in this. We're we're a comedy <laughs> podcast. You were, just, you were just looking at articles, and that's for some reason the shit that they dive into. And it's you know what? And that's one of the things that's... about being a, such a a polarizing image of hockey and an upcoming star is they want to like random fucking Joe Schmo going in the second round. They don't do that. But when you're an elite talent, like they want to find out every single inch of your life. Like you they want to put you under the microscope and they just analyze your every move, your family's every move at that. Like why, why do we give a fuck what his dad does for a living? How is he that in the lumber industry? Player? Oh yeah, exactly. Well, how is that relevant to the generational player that Bedard is? Why do well, we need tell you. I don't give a fuck. I'll tell you why that, that one is the only one I'd say is relevant. Cause maybe Connor inherited some wood from his dad. Oh, Fuck's sakes. <laughs> All right. All right. That, that's a good All spot right. to end in there. <laughs> I think that's how we'll wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening, you scoundrels. Be sure to find us on all socials, anywhere you can find podcasts, and maybe some new platforms soon. Thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to chat to you our next week or on our next episode.